Good evening, good evening, and welcome to this 6.30 baptism special. Can I extend a super warm welcome for, especially for friends and family of Alison, of Jane, of Sandy and Lucas, who are going to be baptized this evening. Can I extend to your, your friends and families a very warm welcome. Thank you for joining us and coming to support these guys. And I hope you feel welcome. I hope you feel relaxed. Just make yourselves at home. Yes, yeah, so thank you so much for coming. If you haven't been here before, my name is Laura and I am an intern here at Kirken Baptist. And this is Mark. Mark is our youth minister here. So we just thought that it would be nice if we could start off our service in prayer. So please pray with me. Father, thank you for the chance to be here tonight and to share in the celebrations. Thank you that you love us so much. And we thank you especially for Jane, Alison, Lucas and Sandy. We thank you for the step of faith they are taking here tonight. We thank you that they've recognized their need for you and we thank you that you love them dearly and that you have met with each one of them. Father, we ask that you would just bless these guys tonight and in the days to come, that you would protect them and walk closely with them as they seek to live out their lives for you. As we worship you now, thank you that you're here with us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Laura. Um, we are aware that for some of you, it might be this, this might be a, a completely new experience and you might, not, never, you might never have seen a baptism before. Um, so just to help you understand what's going on, the, the four who are being baptized have all come to accept Jesus Christ as their savior. And what they are going to be doing is just um, sharing their faith um, and standing here in front of you to declare Jesus Christ as their savior. And in a, later in the service, they are one by one, because uh, I don't think there's room for all four of us, uh, all four of them in the tank, but behind, there's a tank behind us and they are going to be submerged in the water of that tank. Thankfully it's heated, um, but th there's rich symbolism in baptism. There's symbolism of, of dying to self, dying to their old way of life and then being raised up into a new life, into a new beginning. Uh, there's symbolism in the water of their sins, that, that rebellion against God being washed away. The, there is symbolism of being immersed in God's Holy Spirit. And so a lot of the, this symbolism points to what Jesus has done for them and the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, as they have accepted Jesus Christ as their savior. We've got a wee video that also helps to explain that. So let's watch that video together. Thanks team.
let's give a massive welcome to the four guys who are going to be baptized. Come on, guys, up you come. Come on, grab a seat, grab a seat. Come on, they're still walking, they're still walking. Okay, uh, Laura, can we have your microphone? Is it? Yep, brilliant. Um, classic 6.30 style. Um, we're going to ask the question, what would you put in room 101? What would you like to get rid of um, from the face of planet Earth? Firstly, Alison, come on. Um, definitely for me, a really irritating thing is when you're listening to music with earphones in and people are trying to have a conversation with you. Okay, so wait a minute. So the conversation starts after your earphones are yeah, in? Yeah, when okay. you put earphones in and you can't hear them. So give us an example of when that might happen. Regularly, it's when I'm at a bus stop and there's total strangers trying to speak to me. Okay, <laughs> right, okay. Um, uh, we, we need to have a, a vote on whether this is um, going to be locked away. Um, so, in fact, a cheer. So, in fact, no, let's go vote. <laughs> so, um, let's have hands up if, if this is something that you can relate to. Um, and you would like to see this locked away from the face of the planet Earth, you can plug in to your headphones and then just, people stop talking to you. Just let, your, listen, let you listen to music. Okay. Oh, oh, Alison. Oh, uh, uh, more, hands, more hands are getting brave and are going up. I don't actually think it's enough though, Alison. I'm sorry, you're going to have to put up with that a bit longer. Right, hand over to Sandy there. Sandy, what would you put in room 101? Um, I think I would put... Um like people who leave crumbs in the butter. <laughs> okay. Like they're trying to butter their bread, like, but then they like put the knife back in and then there's lots of crumbs in it because you just don't want to spread other people's crumbs on your bit of toast or whatever. Okay, and, and why does that upset you, and, uh, Sandy? I don't know, I think, I, I think it's just like a psychological thing. Like you, <laughs> you okay. just don't want other people's crumbs on your bread. Okay. Um, can we have some prayer ministry over here? <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we need to see if... Uh, we, would you support this movement of uh, banning crumbs in butter? Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. We've got majority. So brilliant, Sandy. You have succeeded. Uh, there's going to be no more crumbs in your butter. Uh, that's, that's a relief. Um, we... Yeah, okay, let's move on before I say anything else. Uh, Lucas, what about you? Um, so I think I'd put people who wear Christmas jumpers in November. Oh, right. Okay, and give, give us a reason. How would you... Um, well, I've already caught Sandy and Joel doing it this year, so I'm very and disappointed in them. I'm disappointed too, but that's other reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, tell us, why does it offend you, Lucas? Well, I think it's just, it's just wrong, you know, Christmas starts in December. <laughs> I think you, you, it loses its meaning if you start in November, because who knows, we'll, we'll soon we'll start celebrating in August. Okay, and, and what about Christmas movies and Christmas carols and things like that in yeah, November? Yeah, I think that's, that's bad as well. So, sorry, um, and, and Scrooge, what do you think? Oh, sorry, uh, Lucas. Um, no, let, let, let's, uh, I, I see your point there, Lucas. Uh, let's see if we get support there. Hands up in support of Lucas's Christmas. Oh, man, that is it. That's it. No more Christmas jumpers in November. It's decided. Sandy, repent. 
Um, okay, brilliant. Well done, Lucas. And, and Jane? So, mine's kind of similar to Alison's, okay. but when people listen to headphones really, really loud, and you can hear their music, it's okay. really annoying. So, when Alison's <laughs> listening to her music really loud, <laughs> and you, you go up to her and speak to her... And I can hear uh, her music. And that's irritating <laughs> Alison, and then irritating yourself. Oh, man, it's, it's just a downward cycle. Um, uh, why, so why does it irritate you? It's just really annoying. It's always the worst kind of music that people are listening to that you can hear. And you can just hear this. Yeah. I was going to try and beatbox there, but I can't. <laughs> um, so, um, who's in favour? Oh, there's a lot of hands. What do you think, Alison? Mm, hands going up and hands going down. I think we're. I think we're good. I think we're good with that one. It's out. It's out. There'll be no more loud music coming through annoying earphones. Sorry, Alison, if that was yours. <laughs> um, but at least it solves your issue too. You won't be able to listen to your music. Um, so, Alison, let's let's uh, get to know you a bit more. How long have you been part of KBC? I've been part of KBC since March this year. And how did that happen? Um, just totally by chance, really. I was going through a really rough time, being really mentally unwell. And Isabella came to my house to move some couches. Yeah. Um, we became really best friends. And obviously, I felt like the medication wasn't everything, like it wasn't helped me enough, so I asked her to bring me along to church and I just became hooked on it. I really enjoyed it. And you felt when, um, you felt that the, there was something missing before you came to yeah, church? Yeah, definitely um, did. And what do you believe Jesus has done for you, Alison? He's just totally, it's changed my life coming to church and having a belief in God. And, and um, you're, like, because we can see it in you, um, and I know Isabella will testify that, who knows you the best, um, or who, from, from journeying with you over that time. And, and at, at what point did you believe in what Jesus has done for you on the cross? Um, I started attending New Creations, okay. uh, and the lessons that they give us every week really started to sort of confirm my belief that I did have a belief in God and that he was there to help us. Um, but it was probably a few months ago I had some pretty bad news about my children and rather than crumble and my mental health deteriorating I just every day prayed to God and handed it over to God that he would deal with it um, and it, uh, just a couple of weeks later I realised wow I've got through this and I've not became more unwell I've actually I'm stronger than I was before. So you found strength in God through the hardest times in your life? I have, yes. Yeah. It's, it's God that's got me through the hardest times. And what do you believe Jesus did for you on the cross? I believe that on the cross he died for us to forgive our sins. Alison, that's amazing. Give Alison a cheer. That's amazing to hear. <laughs> and Sandy, your story is different. Um, yep. So tell us um, I mean, you were born in the baptismal tank just behind us. Um, now tell us, you grew up coming to coming to. It wasn't really. That What's was that supposed to mean? That was a joke. That was a joke. Um, at, at what point? So you grew up um, being part of the KVC family. Yeah. Um, at what point did you, you your faith become your own? What what point did you come to faith yourself, Sandy? Um, well, I think there was never a point where I didn't believe it, but. Um, at the same time, uh, when I was quite young, 
um, I did make a commitment for myself um, so that it was my own faith and not my parents. And that was probably quite a simple thing. Um, looking back, I, you know, I didn't grasp everything. Obviously, I still, you know, only grasp a tiny bit just now. And, um, but I think I had understanding that Jesus loved me and that he died for me. And I think that was enough to have a really simple childlike faith. Mm -hmm. um, but since that decision, um, yeah, my faith uh, grown um, as I've seen uh, more of God in the Bible um, through others, um, through what I've heard at church from people like uh, David and Andrew, Andy Craig, um, Chris, uh, <laughs> and <Hey>. yourself. <laughs> uh, he's a funny boy, right? Pass the mic on. <laughs> See what I've got to put up with here. Um, anyway, no, no, I was joking. You're, oh, you're oh, right. finished. Um, tell us what um, sanctification means for you. So, no, I'm joking. Um, you answer that, no problem. Um, Sandy, tell us why you've come to the point of baptism. What does baptism mean for you? I think baptism represents the um, decision that I've made, which is to follow Jesus. And I want to live for him. Um, as really the only thing that matters ultimately and what, yeah, what the purpose of my life is. And so I think there's a lot of, um, like you said, mentioned before, there's definitely symbolism in baptism. Um, and I want to show people that I have died to um, my old way of life. Um, and I want to live for Jesus now. And I, I want to show them um, through... Um, passing through the waters of baptism that my sin has been washed away. Um, and also I think it's um, a public way of, of doing that, um, public declaration of my faith. And I think that that's important as well in why I've decided to be baptized. Brilliant. Give Sandy a big cheer. And, uh, and Lucas... Again, um, your story is different. Tell us a wee bit about your journey of faith. Uh, yeah, so I've been friends with Sandy for a while, and he started... Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> he started inviting me to the SU group at school. Okay. And then through that, I got invited to a week, week away camp at right. Lendrick Muir. And I think then, <laughs> that was when I started to, I think, learn a lot more about God, because I didn't really know him before. So it did kind of shatter a lot of opinions I had about Christianity, and it definitely made me a lot more open and willing to learn. So I think that's then why I started coming to church, and then since then I've decided to follow Jesus, and I think that's why I want to be baptized now. And was there a specific point um, where the, your, your faith suddenly became real to you, or was it a journey? Yeah, I don't think it was a specific point. I think it was more of a journey. I think a journey of going to church, reading through the Bible, and praying a lot, I think. And that helped me come to the decision. And in the meantime, Sandy was praying for you. I know he was. Yeah, and I think that, that definitely, yeah, definitely helped. Brilliant. Well, Lucas, it's amazing to hear that. Uh, let's give Lucas a big cheer. Lucas and Sandy go to the, our fifth year house group. 
fourth year house group, not fifth year, fourth year house group. Um, and together we, we have house groups for the different year groups, in case you've not heard of this before. Um, and so they're in a wee uh, community with those their age. And, and Jane has been linked with a different house group, slightly older. But Jane, tell us your journey. Again, a different story. Yeah, so I have gone to church my whole life. Um, not KVC, but went to a different church. Um, and I think sort of similar to Sandy, I'd never really not believed growing up, um, but hadn't really um, developed my faith or anything until I started coming here. Um, How long ago was that? So that was about just under five years ago, I started coming here um, through Shona's house group um, and into church as well. And uh, you, it's, it's not been straightforward your your faith there's been a lot of tension in terms of your faith and doubts i remember chatting to you about a year ago and you're yeah. really wrestling what do you believe what was the turning point for you jane so i think for me i really wanted to believe um but there was something just there was barriers off i think that just made me not um until i went to soul survivor in the summer which um, is a what soul survivor it's like a um youth festival in Scotland, run by Soul Survivor. Um, so it's a week-long thing, like worship and meetings and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, and then during one of the worship sessions, I was getting prayed for and just really connected with God for sort of, I don't know, the biggest thing that ever happened. Um, I really felt God's presence. And then just since then, I've really developed my faith with God and I've really learned to trust him in life. It's been good. And that, so that was your turning point. And, yeah. and actually, you can see the difference in your face and the, the joy that you have. Um, it's been brilliant to see God at work in you, Jane. Yeah. Um, let's give Jane a big... Um, thank you so much, all of you, for being so open and willing to share of your own stories. Um, we're gonna go, I'm going to invite the band up just now and the band are gonna lead us in some sung worship and as we stand to sing, um, the offering will be taken, we'll pass the buckets around in the second song. If you're able to give then, please give generously. If you're not ready to give then, please pass the bucket on. But, but let's stand together and uh, worship God together.
Um, one of our ministers here, Andrew, is going to be coming to share a message, so I'm just going to pray for him before we do that. Father, we thank you for being present with us, and we just ask that you would use Andrew as a vessel tonight, that he would speak not his words but yours, and you would bring your message to us tonight. We ask that we would have open hearts to hear what you have to say to us through Andrew tonight, and that all the glory of this night be to you, Father, not to ourselves, but to you. Amen. 